ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, May 11th. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Lawrence One. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, understanding just a few moments ago, our phone lines are down. But you know what? That's not going to be a problem because we've got our text line wide open for you. So instead of dialing in this hour, you're going to text in 304-396-TALK. That's 304 304- 396-8255. We're wide open on the show today. I don't have any guests planned for the program. So opportunity for you to take advantage of the text line this hour. Again, that number is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Softball action. We await the winner between... FAU and UTSA. We're awaiting the winner. That'll be the opponent for the Thundering Herd. Uh, game right now is in the fifth, and FAU leads 9-4 to four at the moment. There have been a lot of runs scored and um, in the third. Third, a lot of runs scored. Both these teams are not going down. So we'll have hopefully that result by the time we get off the air, that's the opponent for the Thundering Herd. Softball first pitch tonight is 8.30, and the game's going to be on the student radio station. So if you're wanting to keep an ear on that one tonight, our good friend Scott Hall is going to be on the call on 88.1 WMUL. So a uh, quick shout-out to the student radio station at Marshall University. This will be, hopefully, uh, the first of many wins for the Thundering Herd in the tournament. Sidney Nestor's projected starter for the Thundering Herd tonight. That's a good plan. That's a good plan right there. That is, That takes no or little knowledge of the game to do. Megan Smith-Lyons is sitting there going, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go with my ace. I'm going to start my ace tonight. So she is going to take the charge for the Thundering Herd. Hopefully that FAU and UTSA, they can get this thing done early, or they just they go late, and then it's going to push things back, though. I, I don't want that. That's the only thing, because I can only imagine, you know, 8.30 tonight, first pitch. you know, you got to wait. You're used to that, but still, you got to wait a little bit. So we'll get your text in. We'll do that here this hour. Uh, a lot of things going on. A lot of things more or less as far as NBA and NHL. Big game coming up tonight. Madison Square Garden between the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I got a couple of stories to tell you there. Of course, I come in here in the studio and our producer this afternoon is Christian Palmer. And he's wearing his Pittsburgh Pirates hat. And the Pirates get the series win against the L.A. Dodgers. So he's excited. And then he's wearing his Pittsburgh Penguins shirt. And I've yet to see him wear anything other than Pittsburgh-themed gear. And all the days that I have had him as an intern, he wears nothing but Pittsburgh gear. And so he's doing that again, wearing the Pittsburgh Penguins shirt, knowing that would annoy me. Absolutely knowing that would annoy me. And so interns are graded partly on dress code. 
how how they appear, how they dress. And so I am dinging him when it comes to the evaluation on his particular wardrobe because he knew wearing that Pittsburgh Penguins shirt coming in here tonight would annoy me. And he's he's happy. He's happy to do it. I know some of you are probably happy he's doing it. So he's probably making a lot of friends right now among some of you who are Pittsburgh lifers. And that's fine. I get it. He's wearing his colors tonight. I also ran into someone yesterday during – I was back at the polls yesterday. Had to run over there because I was helping someone else get in. And guy comes out of the polling place wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins shirt. Looks at me. I look at him. He's like, how you doing? I'm, a, I'm doing pretty good. He starts walking. I said, I'd be doing better if your penguins stopped beating my Rangers. He stopped. I'm like, okay, he wasn't expecting that. And he just looked at me and like, oh, man. Well, the, I, I would have to run into a Rangers fan. He was, he was laughing a little bit because he ran into it. He didn't expect to run into a Rangers fan. That's right. I'm probably one of three or four in the tri-state. I'm probably there's. I know of one at least. I know. I know of one. There's probably a couple others of us. So big series tonight, and that's been one of the series that's been getting a lot of attention, a lot of TV ratings. The television has been good for that. And of course, why wouldn't it be? You've got the major market in New York. You've got a, a hockey hotbed like Pittsburgh. Second round could be interesting if it's Pittsburgh. Second round, Pittsburgh and Toronto. I think so. That that would be interesting. I think a lot of people would like to see a second round with Pittsburgh and Toronto. Whatever the case may be, uh, the Rangers have been down before to Pittsburgh three games to one in a series. And the Rangers have come back three games to one before in a series. Is that going to happen starting tonight? I don't know. All I know is... For the next few days, I'm going to have to be annoyed by our intern wearing that Pittsburgh Penguins shirt. And John Mercer is coming on the program. I think we're going to get him on Friday. I think that's what we're planning on doing. John, of course, head coach of the Marshall tennis team. I tried to get him on today because Marshall released the names of uh, several recruits. And I, I texted him, like, John, you're going to have to come on the show. I... I don't want to butcher their names because he recruits internationally. I'm like, John, I just don't want to butcher some of their names. And he, Can you come on real quick just talk about it? And he's like, no. He said, I'm busy one. I got class. I got stuff to do. And I'm waiting until at least the Penguins get one more win before I come back on the air with you. So I'm already getting it from Marshall's tennis coach. I don't know who else is out there that's waiting. I know a former... Uh, newspaper writer Doug Smock is waiting to pounce on me. So I'll probably see Doug's tweets tonight unless I block. Well, I won't block him. I'll just mute him for the night. I can do without that. Waiting to pounce on me over over this. And that's fine. It's, it's, it's fun. That makes it fun. So, you know, are you waiting to pounce on me tonight? Are you going to jump on me tonight? Are you a Pittsburgh Penguins fan? Or you have no interest in this whatsoever? The text line is open. Again, it's... 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. That's the phone line that's working this hour, the text line. So we can't take your phone calls this hour. I wish we could, but we'll get your text in. Where do we go here tonight? Do we see the Penguins win? we see my Rangers move on? 
you know what? The Pirates have been doing pretty good as of late, so maybe with the Pirates winning, maybe that means there's a little bit less of that Pittsburgh karma and that little Pittsburgh energy going on for the Penguins tonight. I don't know. But uh, talk about that, though. The Pirates, after losing the series to the Reds, beats the Dodgers. Baseball is not very smart. Baseball makes no sense to me. You lose to the Reds, the resurgent Reds here. You lose the series. And then you go out and you win the series against the Dodgers? That doesn't sound right to me. I would think the conversation would be the Reds lost to the Pirates and then the Pirates lost the series to the Dodgers instead. Baseball is very, very strange this year, whatever the case may be. Uh, It's going to be the Reds and the Pirates. We've got that coming up for you tomorrow. We've got the series right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Who's going to win that one? Reds or Pirates? The rematch. Who you got in that? You got the Pirates? You got the Reds? Whatever the case may be, you're looking for it on the radio. You got it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So let's get those texts in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. More coming up with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Phone line's not working this hour, so if you're trying to dial in, it's not up. But we've got our text line, and that's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're keeping an eye on softball, waiting the winner between FAU and UTSA. I'm hoping we'll get a result there before the show's over as softball tonight. Marshall at the Conference USA Tournament going to take on the winner of FAU or UTSA. Right now, it looks like FAU might be the opponent, leading 9-4 to at the moment. Marshall's seen FAU. Both teams are familiar with one another. FAU, Marshall, might not be a bad matchup. You know what they're about. They know what you're about. Maybe you can adjust a little bit better. Maybe they can adjust to you. It's, it's a toss-up right now when you get to this point. Four or five. I think FAU would be the five seed. So it wouldn't be that much of a separation. There's really not that much separation, to be honest. So any team in the top four can win this thing. I mean, FAU could probably come out and win this thing as well. So we hope we'll get an update for you on that set tonight for an 8.30 first pitch. Hopefully we're talking about softball for the rest of the weekend and the Thundering Herd makes it to the championship game. I mean, Nestor... 2-0 against FAU, so I'm happy there. Nestor knows FAU. 15 innings of work. 10 hits, though. 10 hits. Hopefully, Sydney can, can calm that down a little bit. I mean, I know we're talking 10 hits from Sydney Nestor. That just doesn't sound right. I mean, she had three earned runs, 26 strikeouts, so she's got some experience against FAU. And we're all waiting if Maya Stevenson can get that final homer to own the record. One homer away. Tied for the record right now, Marshall. One homer away. 
I don't want this in dramatic fashion. I just want this over with early. I want lots of runs from the herd, and I want Maya just to bomb one. I don't want I don't want to walk off in the in the ninth. I don't want anything like that. I don't want any drama. I just want just get it over with. Win the game, knock one out of the ballpark. Let's get this going and, and moving. And hopefully that will be the case for the Thundering Herd. Now I did allude to earlier that uh, Marshall on the tennis side of things signed several players and I'm trying to get John Mercer to come on the program and I told you earlier he said he'd do it but he's waiting for two things one to have an availability and two he's kind of hoping that the Penguins take care of the Rangers tonight so he can talk his usual Pittsburgh trash to me and I at least know how to pronounce these names at least I hope First of all, out of Belgrade, Serbia, with a junior world ranking of 685, Andagela Lopicic. We're going to see if he can pronounce it because he. John was like, Do you think I can pronounce them? I'm like, Yes, you. You recruited them. You better be able to pronounce it. So, Andagela Lopicic. Best you're going to get from me best you're going to get. And then from Belgrade, Serbia as well, transferring from Belgrade Banking Academy. I hear the tennis is really good at the Banking Academy. Dora. That's the nickname. We're going to go with Dora. I'm not going to try her 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 formal name. Her name her nickname is Dora. So we're going with Dora Yosovic. Yosovic. I don't speak Serbian. It was funny. Mercer texted me. He's like, it's, think of them like hockey players. Like, come on. That doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. So the other the other one was uh, Johanna Strom. That's easy. From Sweden. Brothers Gustav plays tennis at the University of Arizona and was the Pac-12 Rookie of the Year in 2021. So a good tennis family there. And... Katie Limman. See, that's the easy one. I just blew that. Uh, Katie's from Hurricane. State champion in singles and doubles. So uh, congratulations to all of them. John's coming on. We're going to see how well he does. I don't think he goes for the pronunciation guide when he, he's, he, he recruits them. I'm sure a lot of this, with the international players, a lot of this is not, he's not traveling to Serbia. Marshall Tennis does not travel to Serbia. There's a tape exchange, probably. There's probably a lot of text. I wonder if there's phone calls involved here. I'm going to ask him again how he goes about this because you bring someone from Sweden, you bring someone in from Hurricane, and then you have two people from Serbia. That's your recruiting class, or at least... That's your signees for the uh, 2022 signing class. Two people from Serbia. You're looking at a lot of tape. Looking at a lot of tape. I, I don't know. For someone like Chris Grassy, that's just like playing in his backyard. I, for, for John Mercer. And what does that say? Does that say that there's a, a demand for international players? Are international players better right now than the American counterparts 
Are homegrown players not as good top to bottom than the international players? Those are some curiosities. I'm interested. I would think Huntington is a, a strong hotbed for tennis. Not that that's going to mean that they're going to have Division One caliber athletes coming out of the high schools. But I would think Huntington, you could produce. I mean, you got one product from Hurricane. There are there are potential Division One caliber athletes. So what needs to be done there? So I'm very curious. And of course, uh, we'll get John on Friday. We're also going to hopefully have Gator Hoskins on Friday. Today's sort of today's sort of a different day. I was planning on having some other things here. We usually do our call-ins with the West Virginia Power, now known as the Charleston Dirty Birds. They're out on the road so we're going to have them back with us next week so and with the phone situation being what it is right now you know we're kind of limited in what we can do tomorrow should be better for us but friday we're going to have on the program gator hoskins that's the tentative plan we'll firm that up for you tomorrow and tomorrow as well we got everything's coming up tomorrow and friday tomorrow Coming up on the program, Tony Kemper will be back with me. So he will uh, join us about 5.30 on the show. So I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the week as well as today. But it's open phone lines for you, but there is one caveat to that. It's text only this hour because the phone line is down. So you can text the program 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Coming up, more of this your conversation, text, you tell me what's coming up. I'm leaving it up to you. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got a score update. FAU leading in the seventh over UTSA 10-4. to The winner will face on the Thundering Herd. First pitch set for that one tonight is tentatively at 8.30. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our phone lines are back working, it seems, so we'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. With our text line open this hour, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Coming up tomorrow on the program, Tony Kemper on Friday. We'll hear from John Mercer. And I think we've got, we'll get that confirmed, but Gator Hoskins is going to join us on Friday. We haven't caught up with him in a while, so we're going to get that confirmed and have him on the program as well. It's coaching in Florida now. Let's get that Florida pipeline. I'm pretty sure Coach Huff has probably already made that phone call. If not, it's coming soon to make that phone call because there you go. There's a pipeline all of a sudden, right? You have more of these former Thundering Herd players getting into coaching, maybe getting into the high school ranks. I don't know. Build you a nice little network here. Nice little network of, hey, we got a pretty good kid down here. You Maybe you should take a look at. Maybe you should get eyes on him. I like that. So we'll talk to him. He was, uh, I hear he's really excited to do this. So we're going to get him on Friday. That's the tentative plan. And next week, I'm hoping to get Christian Spears back on the head boss at Marshall University. We got some baseball questions to ask him, among other things. And then um, tomorrow on the program, 
as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Thundering Herd receiving $7 million from Huntington City Council. And I'm curious how all of that works because this is grant money. This is money coming from the American Rescue Plan funds that the city has. And I wanted to get details on, okay, why is this a good use of that money? Not Marshall needs a baseball park. We, we got this money. Why is this a good use of that money? So Huntington City Council Chairperson Holly Smith-Mount will join me on Thursday to talk about that. So she'll join us tomorrow, and then we'll hear from Tony Kemper Friday, Gator Hoskins tentatively, and then John Mercer. That's the rest of the week. The following week, if we're lucky, we get Christian Spears, and uh, eventually we got to get before he's gone, Jason Courier, Marshall's uh, sports information director, before he is out and off his um, off his chair, leaving his chair behind, I hope, heading to Tulane, taking over uh, lots of work there. So we got to get him on. He's been around for 11 years. He took he took the job when I was in between jobs, and he took the job in between that. So he's been around a while. I already um, I've already put some some feelers out there. I've already indicated to some folks that I want some I want some upgrades, some seating upgrades. That not that not that Jason's hold me back seating wise, but yeah. Jason, yeah, the new guy or or lady, the new person, the new person will not be beholden to anybody. So, you know, I can be taking Landon's seat. It's like, hey, sorry, Chuck. You, you got to go back up there to uh, under the porch. You got to go back up to Chuck Beria. You know, I'm going to be down here hanging out. It's going to be me and Luke Creasy sitting courtside. You're going to be you're going to be up there hanging out with Cornwell. Oh, no, Cornwell will be courtside, too. You're going to be hanging out there with. Um, Walsh probably, Dave Walsh. Be up there. You'll be up there with the college kids. Walsh, you'll be hanging out up there. I'll be down here with Luke. That's that's um. Or we get expand press row. You know, not have to take someone's seat away. Not yeah. And you like how I specifically went after the columnist chair, Chuck's chair. Chuck will love that. I'll hear about that. I'm just teasing Chuck. I do love you, Chuck Landon. Uh, he had a pretty good um, column talking about legacies at Marshall University. If you hadn't read it yet, it was pretty good. You know, talking about, and those are pretty cool to have players that are second generation that have that legacy. Now, the only thing I don't like about sometimes there's a little pressure if you're a second generation. If your father played football for Marshall and now you're trying to play football for Marshall, yeah. And say if your father's Chad Pennington. We're we're not going to compare Chad's son to Chad, but somebody's going to. Somebody's expecting the second coming of Chad Pennington, and let's just let Cole be Cole. But you hate that. That's the only bad thing. Is like okay, you have some some level of expectation. Hey, your father played here, and he was a great, and now you want to be a great, and I don't know if that means you can't just go out and play football because you got that in the back of your head or I mean do you thrive on that that's that's something that's an interesting thing
thing. It's an individual thing for sure, but still it was pretty cool to see that, you know, maybe we're seeing a little bit of a a legacy reform. So it was good stuff from the columnist. I give him credit. I give Mr. Landon credit. I'm going to have to hear about that. That's going to come back and haunt me as well. I'm giving Chuck credit. So it was uh, it was pretty good stuff there. Okay, we're kind of keeping an eye on what's happening with Marshall softball. The Thundering Herd plays later tonight. First pitch is set for 8.30. Uh, right now, FAU, uh, we're still in the seventh. Oh, it's over. FAU won 10-4. No, that's the score. And I'm not acknowledging it. It's the score, 10-4. 10-4, the Herd will face off against FAU. So that's coming up tonight, 8-30. Marshall taking on FAU, taking on a familiar opponent, Sidney Nestor, projected starter for the Herd tonight. Nestor already has been victorious twice over FAU with 15 innings pitched, 10 hits allowed, 3 earned runs, 10 hits allowed. Now, that's over two games, though, so that's not bad. Three earned runs, the important one, and 26 strikeouts. So we're going to hopefully see a herd victory tonight. We're going to see a Maya Stevenson homer. I'm hoping it's with bases loaded, too. I I mean, I'll take a solo dinger, but give me, okay, here's Maya. Bases are loaded. You know what's going to happen. Boom. Just knock it out of there. Like I said, I don't want this thing going into extra innings and like a walk-off of the ninth. I, I don't want that. Let's just get this over with. Let's end this and move on. So that's what's coming up for the Herd. Uh, baseball, we hadn't talked much about baseball. The Herd yesterday lost to Moorhead 9-5. to Moorhead scored the first six runs in this one. Give the Herd credit. Marshall did battle back, but... Moorhead also answered quickly, so Marshall did not win this one. Herd's now going to be traveling to Old Dominion three-game weekend conference series. Final road series of the season for the Herd. Can Marshall get it done? Can Marshall win some games? Old Dominion's going to be tough, 31-14. and 14. Is it doable? Yeah. Herd's got a 9-15 conference record. So can you get enough? Can you get enough wins, one, to maybe squeak into that eighth place spot? Can you do that? Can you also get enough to finish 500? You got to sweep. That's the problem. You got to sweep. Can Marshall sweep Old Dominion and then FAU to get to 500? If Marshall can end the season in Conference USA 500, I I think that will be a, a I don't like moral victories, but that's a victory. I'll take that. 500 in Conference USA with what little resources Marshall Baseball has. I think that says something. That's what we're hoping for. But So the Moorhead game doesn't hurt you that bad. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an early week game. You want to get those conference games. I just don't know if the Herd can do it. I don't think Marshall can just go out there and sweep two series. I mean, we it would be great if the herd got hot right now. That would be great. But at the same time, I don't know if Marshall's got enough gas left in the tank to maybe pull that off. You'd like to hope that that was the case, but instead, you know, 
they still got something to fight for. So there's that's the good news. They're not playing out the string. That's one thing. I mean, really, Marshall's not the worst team in Conference USA in baseball. I mean, keep that in mind. Marshall's not the worst team. Marshall needs to win some games to try to elevate itself, but Marshall's not the worst team. So I mean, it could be worse. You could be the you could be the bottom dweller. You know, Marshall's going into the Sun Belt, a tough league for baseball. And that's going to be the ultimate challenge for Marshall. Football, Marshall's going to be competitive. Basketball, Marshall should be competitive. I don't see any problems there. The other sports, I think Marshall should be competitive. I mean, baseball is the one that kind of worries me. So you're hoping that everything can get put together and put in place to get baseball a facility sooner than later. Because if not, you're going to go into a situation. You might be going into a situation where it's going to be harder. And you're going into a situation where baseball is a big deal for a lot of these teams. Not just, hey, it's something we're, we're, we're really fans of. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, Southern Miss, you have baseball season. You have preseason for football. And then you have football. I mean, basically... Southern Miss, it's football, preseason football, baseball, and maybe basketball now and then. But I mean, that's how much they like baseball there. Of course, you know, you've know you seen some of the other programs. There's some really good baseball being played in the Sun Belt. So it's imperative we can get Marshall at stadium. At least Marshall has a fighting chance in baseball. And over the years, some of you are like, why are we worrying about this? Let's just not be a baseball school. Well, you got to be. You have to be. You're going into the Sun Belt. You got to be. I mean, Sun Belt is going to be a really fun league. And if you can get a baseball park built in a timely manner, you give at least the herd an opportunity to be successful. And that's ultimately what you're trying to do is trying to give the herd an opportunity to be successful. So those would be some of the questions that I uh, have for Christian Spear as soon as we can get him back in studio. We're going to take our final break. I'm going to get your phone calls and text in our phone lines back open, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK. That's 304 304- 396-8255. This is our final segment coming up. Let's get those texts in. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Busy night in the NBA and the NHL. We outlined earlier probably the biggest game an elimination game or it's a game to stave off elimination rangers are taking on the penguins tonight that's probably the game with the most interest in the tri-state team five could be the final nail in the coffin for the rangers crosby's been pretty good so also you've got capitals and panthers that is tied two games apiece and stars and flames also tied two games apiece NBA playoffs coming up tonight. Bucks and Celtics. And we played in Boston tonight. Series tied. Two games apiece. And then you could have a uh, elimination here as the Warriors are taking on the Grizzlies. Grizzlies lead the series three games to one. Been pretty good for the most part. I mean, we've got a couple of series that 
could end early in both the NHL and the NBA, but it's been pretty good so far. I think this is some of the best hockey we've seen. So are we going to see eliminations tonight? Probably. Maybe in both the NBA and the NHL. I'll be interested, to say the least, to see what happens tonight. And I'm kind of curious what the TV numbers are going to look like when we get that stuff. But uh, the stuff on TNT has been pretty good. I think ESPN... ESPN's been all right. I like their coverage. I think I like TNT's coverage a little bit better, to be honest with you. Either way, uh, this has been pretty good so far, both for the NBA and the NHL. Of course, uh, Major League Baseball uh, television access continues to be terrible. That's right. That's it's why you have us here. We'll have the Pirates for you. Take it on the Reds tomorrow. That is coming up. That'll be after our show tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And if you weren't with us earlier today, the Pirates win the series against the Dodgers. Uh, that is the first win, series win against the Dodgers since August of 2016. As we told you earlier on the program, coming up tomorrow, uh, we're going to go in two different directions. First of all, uh, we're going to talk a little, and it's not going to be boring, but we're going to talk a little finance. $7 million approved by Huntington City Council to Marshall University for costs related to the Marshall University Baseball Stadium. So $7 million right there. Huntington City Council Chairperson Holly Smith-Mount joins me to talk about the process, why City Council thought it was a good idea to give $7 million out of the $40 million that remained of the American Rescue Plan funds to this project, and why does this qualify for that funding? I mean, it's one thing to be happy that Marshall wants that baseball park built soon and that the city's be able to designate some money toward the process, but... You know, as all things, is this is this what that money was intended for with the American Rescue Plan? Is that what these funds should go to and can go to? Well, City Council has approved that seven million. We'll talk to Holly tomorrow. She'll give me the details on why City Council was able to do this and why City Council wanted to do this, and you know, if this is a good use of those funds i'm going to say her answer will probably be yes just because city council did approve the allocation and then we'll have on the program tomorrow just to get us caught up on everything we'll have tony kemper we haven't talked to him in a while so coach kemper will join us on the program tomorrow as well and we'll have that for you right here on espn 94.1 and am 9:30. so i'm looking forward to all of that and then, of course, uh, we're trying to get confirmed for Friday, Gator Hoskins. Going to be the head coach of Eastside High School. And I'm thinking that's going to be a, a great, it's going to be a great pipeline. That's a herd pipeline right there now. You got to be on the phone with Gator right away. It's like, hey, what do you got? Who's coming up? We need to come down. We're, we're going to – don't be surprised that Eastside High School gets a, a visit real soon. Whenever that can be worked in, Eastside High School, there might be some talent down there we don't know about, and we're going to find out. So we could get that get that pipeline just a, a little bit. I think that would be cool. I think that would be really cool. Of course, that's another connection there. That's a, another recruiting connection. And – if you got 
you got a D1 coach like Coach Huff showing up, I think you're going to really see some players maybe pay attention. Now, uh, they're not going to do a spring football game this year. I mean, you got a new coach coming in. You know, you got to you got to get everything situated and put them in a position to win. But at the same time, this is an opportunity. I mean, it's a huge opportunity, not just for him, but you want to you want to get that um I don't want to keep saying pipeline, but you you want to get that connection. You know, with a recruiting intensive staff now at Marshall University, you want to get that and you get Coach Huff showing up. Say, hey, uh, this is Coach Huff, Division One coach. You look at players, they'll be like, oh, okay. All right, Coach knows some people. And, of course, you know Coach – see, we got to call him Coach now, Coach Gator. I mean, come on. He knows some people. He, he knows some people. He's going to definitely be able to uh, – to bring some people in. And he played in the NFL. So he'll know some people. And the team went three and seventeen. The last two seasons, three and seventeen. So he's got a challenge in store for him. And I don't know what everything looked like in the past, but now you got a coach that comes in, has some college experience, has pro experience, has, I'm sure, some connections, and trying to build the culture, and you bring a coach down, like Coach Huff, on a recruiting visit to check out some of what's happening at Eastside, and you start building some relationships there, and then maybe this is going to prove to be pretty fruitful in a few years. I mean, at least that's just my outline. I'm not on Coach Huff's recruiting staff, so he might not take my suggestions. But I'm sure he's already been on the phone. If not, I assure you he will be soon because he's kind of aware of things like that. If you've noticed how he operates, he's kind of aware. He knows where people are at the moment. So if there's a Marshall connection to be had, he knows where those connections are. And if he hasn't activated that connection, he soon will. So no worries there. So we're going to try to get that confirmed for Friday. If not, we'll get him next week. Friday. We're shooting for Friday. Not Monday or Tuesday. Friday. We're trying to keep Tuesday open. I'm not not saying there might be a reason to keep Tuesday open. We're trying to keep Tuesday open for maybe an in-studio visit. Maybe phone. I don't know how this is going to go down, but it was extremely popular last time to get the man himself in here, Christian Spears, in. So we'll definitely get him in here. Uh, I got a tip to the intern, wear pit gear. Since you're in so much love with the entire sports community of, of Pittsburgh, wear your pit gear. I mean, really fanboy off when he, he comes in with the pit gear. Just do that. Don't wear that Pittsburgh Penguin shirt in here again. I'm just, I'm sorry. That's just new dress code. Started today. Back tomorrow. I think tomorrow we'll have on the program, 
I think, a really good time. So I appreciate you sticking around today and joining us. And come back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.